Here we are again. It's another morning. It's 7 a.m. I'm Adam Wright, and you're listening to Roadmap to Heaven on this Tuesday, July 18th. It's so good to be with you. As always, let's begin our day in prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. O Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer you my prayers, works, joys, and sufferings of this day for all the intentions of your Sacred Heart in union with the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass throughout the world, in reparation for my sins, for the intentions of all my relatives and friends, and in particular for the intentions of the Holy Father, amen. We dedicate all of our thoughts, words, and actions to the greater glory of God in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Well, how are you this Tuesday morning? I hope you're, uh, your week's gotten off to a good start. You know, it's that time of the summer where maybe the lulls are starting to kick in. The kids are starting to maybe get a little bit anxious. Or, uh, you know, th- there was a time that we did so much in the month of June that by the time July came around, and especially mid-July, I was like, I don't want to do anything. I just want to not have to go anywhere when I was a kid. I, was, I just wanted to stay home, read books, play with my toys, watch TV, watch cartoons, whatever it may be, and uh, this is certainly the time of summer that I think my kids are getting into that as well. Uh, but here I am in the studio, so no no break in the activity, no break in, in the, uh, the, the fun that we have each and every day here. Let's talk about that fun today. On the show, Corey Grizzle is going to be with us to talk about friendship and friends and uh, what that looks like for those of us endeavoring to get to heaven. So that's all ahead on the show today. Today is the feast day of St. Emilanus, who was a martyr, and St. Camillus. Born in northern Italy in 1550, his father was an officer and away most of his life. His mother, who was 50 years old when Camillus was born, died when he was still a child. As he grew up, Camillus was moody and prone to outbursts. Too much for anyone in the family to handle, he was allowed to join the Venetian army at 16 and went to war against the Turks. During one battle, his leg was seriously wounded and he never fully recovered. In addition, Camillus developed a serious problem with gambling and lost everything he ever had. Desperate to earn a living, he found work at a Capuchin friary, and it was there he had a conversion of heart. Camillus tried to enter the novitiate, but because of his leg wound, he was denied. He went to a hospital in Rome for treatment, but while there also began to look after other patients and was such an effective caregiver, he eventually was made superintendent. A friend, St. Philip Neri, encouraged Camillus to try again to become a priest. At last, he was accepted and ordained at the age of 34. He decided to start a new order, which came to be called the Camillions. Camillus was an innovator, dedicated to caring for the sick. He was also concerned about the cleanliness and order of his hospital. He and his men were the first to take field ambulances into war to treat the wounded, wearing large red crosses on their cassocks, which they still wear today. They were also fearless in attending to the victims of the plague. Pope Gregory XV based this new order in Rome. During the plague there, it is said Camillus performed miraculous healings and the chameleons were credited with bringing an end to the plague. Throughout his life, Camillus suffered greatly from his leg wound. When he reached the point where he could no longer walk to see his patients, he crawled. When he died in 1614, he was widely referred to as the Saint of Rome. Saint Camillus, please pray for us. I'm meteorologist Mike Roberts for Covenant Network. Have a blessed day.
Saint of the Day can arrive each morning by subscribing on your favorite podcast player. Search Covenant Network to see all our podcasts. We are back. You're listening to Roadmap to Heaven. I have not been shy about this fact. This is the year that I turned 40, and it has been an occasion multiple times to look back and say, how has life changed? How are things different? And it's easy to look back at high school Adam and say, wow, I'm glad I grew out of that guy and into a more mature person who is doing a better job of being holy. But even looking back 10 years, my life has changed quite a bit. And I think where I see that most notably is the group of friends who occupy my time and what our goals are and how it's really been a significant change in life that's helping me to be a better husband, helping me to be a better father, and helping me to strive to live a holy life. And some would say, wow, that's surprising. Others would say, no, you shouldn't be surprised by that. And here to tell us whether she's surprised or not is Corey Grizzle. It's always great to talk about families and parenting with you. Yes, it is. It is fun. And I thought I'd take a little bit of a change in um, a lot of my parenting things and kind of focus on on moms and and, and adults, too. Um, But I think for me, my my experience is clearly being a mother and being an adult woman with um, some challenges and friendships. And as moms, we do see quite a few challenges and friendships. But this one, you know, I felt like I needed to say a little bit about this because in looking back, when we chose our friends, they came from our grade school. They came from our neighborhood. They came from probably our uh, parents, friends, kids. And we didn't really have a lot of control over who we were exposed to to become friends with. Um, however, we really probably only stuck to like two or three really good friends that we hung out with. Those are the ones we had birthday parties with. Those are the ones we um, swung next to on the swings at the playground. You know, all those things, even though we knew the whole class or we knew everybody in our organizations, whether they're in grade school, in high school, in college, in your work, in your coworkers, there's usually just two or three that you will share just about everything with. And so that can be challenging when your life changes, when you start to go through your life. And when you're in high school, I clearly remember being in high school and having a best friend and thinking, this is going to be my best friend forever. And, and it, it's difficult. And I thought that in grade school and I thought that in high school and college. And they were all different women and they were all different people. Um, and it's it's very difficult to kind of lose one relationship and go on to the next. It's really difficult, especially when you have more control over your friends and where you can get in the car and drive to their house or you can create time on your schedule and your calendar to be able to talk to these friends. However, that's that's on you and that's on them. So are they not calling you because they're busy? Are they not calling you because they don't want to talk to you? So then our our self-conscious minds get into that and the whole just confidence is lowered and we really need friends and we want those things. But then also on the flip side, are you not talking to someone because you don't want to be around that person? <laughs> you know, are they a negative person? Is it is it toxic or not beneficial to you? So it's it's a whole it's a whole realm of questions. It's interesting to me that you talk about when we were kids and it's, you know, you you have to pick from within your classroom or the uh, families that your parents decided you were hanging out with. Like, oh, I like when we hang out with that family because their kids are they're fun to hang out with. And I don't like when we hang out with that family so much because they're they're not interested in any of the things Mm -hmm. that I'm interested in. 
But now as an adult, it's kind of like the reverse of that because we have kids in school. And so sometimes the people we hang out with are the parents of our kids' schoolmates because we're up at a school function or a fundraiser or <laughs> this true. or that. And there are the people that, sure, we hang out with or we spend some time with. And then there are the people we let in. Mm-hmm. The, the, and that's that's where I draw that distinction. Like there are our friends, but then there are our real close friends. And the beauty of it is our real close friends, I mean, those are the people we can share, hey, things stink right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, can we hang out? Because we need to do something fun. And even if that's just going over to your house to play dominoes or you coming over to our house and sitting around the fire pit or whatever it may be, to have those friends. And, and, and the beautiful thing is that sometimes months might go by where our schedules are so busy that we can't get together. But we know that if we say, I need you, they're right. there. And, and they know the same of us. Right. Right. And that's still, again, that's still probably just going to be one or two people. And and it's going to be crazy that, that it's just one or two people. And sometimes, like me, I'm an extrovert, so I want to do all the things and I want to be with all the people, right? But there's still just these one or two people that I will continuously go back to and say, I want to hang out with you, right? But then there's a time when there's these one or two people and I've led into my life quite a bit. And then maybe I change or maybe they change or maybe our family circumstances change and we just kind of fall apart. And not fall apart, we kind of grow apart. And and they're choosing different things in their families and I'm choosing different things for mine. So time constraints or just changes in our outlook of life too. Sometimes our, our changes um, in the way that we view things in our worldview and we just kind of don't want to be around that worldview anymore. And so we kind of lessen and lessen, but it still hurts. You know, it still hurts to say, I just have to cut ties with you, or I just have to only see you when we're in this certain organization together. And so when do you get to that point when you say, okay, we just need, I just need to not invite that person over. We just need to not be around each other anymore. And it it hurts so much. And whether you're the person making those decisions or it's the other person making the decisions on you, and I've had it done both ways. (laughs) I've definitely had someone just like cut me out of their life completely. And I've also said, you know what? I don't need to be around that negativity anymore. And for me, of course, I've said over and over again, making my decisions, I sit in front of the Blessed Sacrament. And I say, what what peace is going to is going to come over me when I think these different thoughts? So if I put myself in a scenario of this way, and that has more peace than a different scenario, then I know where I'm supposed to go. Yeah. At a certain point early in marriage when I was making rookie mistakes, I was like, I don't need my friends because I've got my wife, yeah. right? And it's like, no, I need my friends <laughs> no, so I can be a better husband because mm-hmm. I'm an out loud processor. And sometimes Beth and I might hit a little bump in the road or we might be having a, a disagreement over something. <laughs> and I like to out loud process. And it'd be a lot better for our marriage if I out loud process with a close confidant and a friend who's going to say, Adam, is that really what you're trying to mm-hmm. say? Whereas if I do that with Beth, she'll be like, are you really trying to say that? And then she'll break down and tears and think I'm the meanest person ever because I said something so very insensitive thinking out loud and then I'm like, wait a minute, that is not what I meant. I can't believe I said that. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, I've done that too. You just have to out loud process and it's just it's a whole mess of mistakes. I usually just shut down and not talk. (laughs) This has been a great reminder for us. Uh, You know, I'll leave us with this. A good friend of my parents told Beth and I when we were getting married if you were a musician and you want to be a great musician, you play in a band with other great musicians. If you're an electrician and you want to be a great electrician, you work with other great electricians. If you're in a marriage and you want to have great marriages, surround yourself with friends who have great marriages. And I always like to add on to it, if you want to be holy, surround yourself 
with, with only, only people. people. Uh, so pick good people, right, Corey? That's right. <laughs> All right, we're going to take a break here, and then we're going to come back, and I'll be hanging out with you for the rest of the show. You're listening to Roadmap to Heaven. Stay tuned. This week on The Daily Dose of Encouragement, Patty Schneier is sharing with us little ways to be the salt of the earth and the leaven and the bread that yeast that makes the bread rise here in the world. And I'm talking about such tiny little things. I mean, you might even say, are these really worth mentioning? I mean, of course, we're supposed to smile and greet people. That's what I was talking about yesterday, saying hello, even to strangers. But this is, when Therese of Lisieux talked about her little way, it's true. We're talking about little tiny things. And I'm just going to share with you some of my little tiny things that I try to be intentional and bold and do on a consistent basis. So maybe some of these will work for you. Maybe some of them won't. So yesterday, again, talked about smiling and greeting people. Today, one of my little ways is to just visit the elderly. It's the ministry of presence. Visit the homebound, those in nursing homes, the elderly, whether it's your aunt, your mom, your dad, your mother-in-law, or a fellow parishioner. Maybe just take them out for a drive. Take them to a store if they're still able to. Go with them to a doctor's appointment. Help the elderly in some way. And maybe if it's someone that's in a nursing home, I know people sometimes are a little bit anxious about going into a nursing home. I always say go with a friend. Take a friend with you. Go together. So if you're worried about how will the conversation go or maybe this person can't talk very much, bring someone else with you. I also used to always bring my kids with me and sometimes just maybe sing a song. If the person can't talk back with you or conversation is slow you just want to say hey you want to have a little sing-along elderly people believe it or not love sing-alongs they like to sing they used to sing around the radio they used to sing in their families so sometimes if you just have a little sing-along a spontaneous sing-along that's what i used to do when i would visit people in nursing homes it's a little thing but go visit someone today visit the elderly someone that you know that could just use a visit and you might just brighten their spirits tremendously it's a great reminder for us not to underestimate the little things because anyone who's had overseasoned food knows that a little bit goes a long way. Patty, thank you for today's encouragement. Well, that is our show today. We hope you have enjoyed it. And as a reminder for you, if you ever want to catch any of the interviews we do on our show, you can find them at the Roadmap to Heaven podcast. And every now and then, Every now and then we put some bonus content out there for you as well. So that's all out there at ourcatholicradio.org or just type Roadmap to Heaven wherever you like to get your podcasts. By the way, by the way, you can also, if you're looking for the Daily Dose of Encouragement or the Saint of the Day as a standalone, those are out there as well. Plus, we've got Debbie Schlaprizi and The Splendor of You. Uh, we've got... Monsignor Witt's Exploring Church History. We've got The Lives of the Saints with Tom Shrewsbury. Uh, So many great resources for you as well, in addition to our podcasts at OurCatholicRadio.org. So be sure to check that out. Let's pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. All glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Mary, Mother of the Church, pray for us. St. Joseph, Terror of Demons, pray for us. 
Last night was swimming lessons for two of our kids. They ended up having them despite the weather yesterday, and it was a reminder to push themselves outside of their comfort zone to grow in a new skill. Well, today, I want to remind you, and I want to remind myself, push ourselves outside of our comfort zones a little bit to grow in holiness today. Maybe living in virtue is going to require more of us than we think we're ready to give, but give it anyway and strive to grow in that virtue. For Covenant Network, I'm Adam Wright. Thanks for listening to Roadmap to Heaven. And as the Blessed Mother wants us to do, pray your rosary each and every day.